Hi, and welcome to the 11th episode of the Chicken Chess Club podcast. I'm Peter Heine Nielsen, and I'm joined by Grandmasters Jan Gustafsson and Laurent Fresenet. Tell me, how has life been since our last episode? Go ahead, you talked to him. You uh, talked to have... him. This was a, a weird <laughs> campaigning voice already. <laughs> Yeah, so Jan and myself are doing the same stuff while he's commentating in English for the candidates. I'm commentating in French. You just have like uh, 50 times more listeners than me, so I'm much more <laughs> free to say whatever crap I want. But uh, I'm enjoying the process. It's very interesting every day. It was a bit long when uh, uh, I would say Aliaza <laughs> tried to win at all costs. Uh, but overall, it's uh, great fun and very interesting, and I'm a bit, uh, of course, uh, surprised by the um, uh, by what's happening there. But we'll talk, I guess, about that in depth. How is life with Judith, uh, Jan? No, it's um, fun to to do the candidates. It's it feels different than a normal super tournament because there's so much more at stake, and you can see. People are trying harder, are more motivated, playing different openings. So there's a lot of stuff happening. But of course, it's also completely crushing me. Like six hours of thinking about chess without an engine every day. Whenever I hang a pawn, you it says, yeah, but then this. And yeah, it's it's rough, but it's also interesting. I I quite enjoy watching the thing and the action. But every day, of course, we, we start at three... Quite often they play till 9, 10, and then I just pass out on the couch. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not fit enough for this. Yeah, and uh, actually Magnus made it much more interesting in my opinion, because uh, even if Nepo uh, is, is doing incredibly well now, this, especially if Nepo wins, uh, this second place matters so much, and it's uh, actually very close. So we'll have some, some kind of... Uh, Intrigue uh, till the very last uh, minute, I guess. Did we just lose Peter? No, ah, I'm still, still here. here. Sorry. Uh, so I'm just waiting for some of you to take a breath so I can come in and tell you about uh, my life. But we know your life. It's on Twitter. <laughs> no, actually, not fully. I mean, I normally tweet from the golf course and stuff like this and such. So no, tweeting can be done uh, more or less every place, I would say. But, uh, well... I am kind of over my jet lag from the trip from the stage, which is a great thing and such. But uh, and now my family from Denmark has been visiting since, so it's very much been been family time, uh, I would say, which has been good with sort of kids and uh, at the beach and stuff like this, and generally been pleasant and uh, and relaxing, uh, I would say. But of course, uh, I live in Lithuania, which um, sort of was quite under threat recently due to this Kaliningrad crisis. I don't know how much you you saw about that and, and such, and that was uh, so. Uh, but my wife being uh, in, in, very much involved in politics, of course, this has been a huge stress factor uh, in, in many ways. But um, overall, uh, so far, is uh, good, uh, discounting sort of some potential disasters in that way, I would say. So you are uh, as well keeping an eye, of course, on, on Twitter mainly and uh, on the games? <laughs> Of course, I'm following chess uh, a lot. I mean, I mainly care about the, the openings, uh, yeah. as always, and such, and, and try to follow that, try to understand uh, and sort of update if, if their knowledge is differs from, from our team's knowledge and, and, and stuff like this. So this is, of course, very Did interesting. Did we check this from, from uh, no like H4 that uh, Fabi played against Nepo? 
honestly don't remember. <laughs> it's, it's the <laughs> it was said during the show. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it's yeah, yeah. true. I mean, for me, in my case, it's true. In your case, it's of course not true because you checked it immediately. It's for sure. But um, we honestly yeah. can't okay. remember, and we also have no way to check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I would. Ah, uh, oh, that's not fully true that's in a way. But uh, well, yeah. uh, I was too lazy to check, of course. Yeah. But uh, you are not, Peter. I'm sure. I haven't checked checked it yet. I will admit. Uh, right now, uh, well, uh, both my, my my boys at Ford Seven has uh, sort of summer holidays from institution slash school and. Uh, my wife is busy with the the sort of uh, parliament. I have extra sessions here and such. So it's uh, busy days in that way. So in many ways, it's just relaxing to sit and talk to, to you guys. How does life, I'll have to admit. you not having five minutes to, to check something add up with the five hours spent on the golf course every day? We need to know more details <laughs> about your life. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get your point. But actually, this I noticed before the, the last match that, of course, computer preparation is very important. But for instance, that point, when you sort of, I was, uh, let's say, swimming at some point in a local gym, you actually, your subconscious starts uh, producing more ideas. And that is quite interesting, in my opinion. I mean, some things that the engines would not show, you start questioning with yourself. And I think a couple of interesting plots about move orders, I remember I found while swimming and such. Wow. But, uh, Anyway, I, I don't know if we're giving away. <laughs> so you are just uh, Agnos is blessed to have <laughs> you coming up with ideas while swimming. <laughs> yeah. Do, do, yeah. Do you charge? Yeah, exactly. Do you charge Magnus when you are swimming? I charge him <laughs> for full, full, full time. Full so time. that would be. I guess that would be. A, would be a yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, so you are productive uh, even when. Should I? Should I? Should, should I deduct that? I don't know. Swimming, I'm, sleeping, <laughs> golfing, everything. Yeah. Yeah, in a way, but uh, yeah. yeah, you sound like I'm not allowed to have any kind of free time myself. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I heard yeah. some. No, I'm just. I heard some people. Uh, I mean, being shocked that uh, you you claimed he was your your owner. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have to go. Okay. <laughs> have to go lunch with my owner. <laughs> that was in the previous episode, which uh, was a bit uh, weird, I would say. You can, yeah. yeah well, there's uh, different uh, ways to. To, to profile that. Uh, but Laurent, tell us, tell us about your life anyway, before we get to the candidates. <laughs> we need some more details. Uh, where, when do you get up? How's your, how's your love life? Like, uh, how are things in general? Okay. Nothing. I mean, it's for you, Peter. Of course it is. I think he asked Laurent. Laurent. Ah, it's me. Of course. Oof. I'm, a, I'm a <laughs> You're asking about my love life? For, uh, and when I do I wake up? Yeah, those, those I mean, are like the topics I'm interested in. Like the other part, I, uh, I know. Like you start <laughs> <laughs> commenting candidates at three. Yeah. So that's basically... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to find a, a guest because I'm on my own to, to commentate. So every day I have to find uh, a nice uh, guest. Uh, well, and that's <laughs> I'm not planning to talk <laughs> to talk about my 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 life in general, my love life. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, complicated. So, but I, I'm not doing much more than that. I mean, I'm pretty uh, pretty busted after the show. I mean, it's like six seven hours straight, and I'm mainly alone. Most of the show, I'm alone. So this is tough. I'm talking to the chat, of course. But but you're both guys mentioning this incredible 
hard six hour work days, right? You understand how it is for now. No, no, but okay, but it's on. tough because Talking you have to say something. Straight is very different. Also, it's not six hours. I, I stream <laughs> for three, four hours after that and do my, my highlight video. I <laughs> okay. am talking to cameras 11 hours a day because I have so much wisdom to share. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Thank, thanks. Well, no, and right. also... <laughs> Uh, we have some kind of uh, studio. I guess it's the same for Jan. For me, it's in incredibly hot inside. So, I mean, the working conditions are not uh, great during, um, during summer, actually. Uh, but I'm not doing much more. I'm watching movies, I mean, in the evening. I mean, I'm not doing much more than, uh, than <laughs> commentating, okay. let's say. Right. Okay, I'm in charge of this episode, and I say we have to talk about yeah. chess now. So we jump to round four. Yeah, Pomiachi beat Firusha. This was a big thing, right? Yeah, that was a bit surprising because, um, well, first of all, uh, Aliesa played uh, a nine-off, which is a bit surprising against Nepo. That's not the first choice because Nepo played um, nine-off all his life as black. But he seemed to, to catch him in the opening. And then Nepo, as usual, uh, played some, some logical moves uh, very quickly. And uh, Aliaza was out of book, and he started to think forever. We, we, well, it's what he does in this tournament. He's clearly uh, lacking something, probably, probably confidence. And he thought forever and uh, made uh, very quickly a um, couple of uh, huge mistakes, and uh, there were no way back. It was uh, punished uh, in a gateway, actually, by, by Nepo. So... Very poor game for Maliaza, very big, big disappointment, of course, for his fans. Uh, but from Nepo, uh, from Nepo point of view, I mean, it's just a perfect game, actually. I don't know what you guys think about that. We should maybe set the table before we get into the individual rounds. So at the time of recording, nine rounds have been played in the Candidates Tournament, which is the tournament to determine the next challenger to the world champion, if the world champion, Peter will tell us at the end of the episode, if the world champion will play in the next world championship match, and if not, then the first two finishers of this candidates tournament will play the next world championship match. Do we? Yeah, we can give the standings, right? People know. Um, after round yeah, nine, I think so, yeah. Jan Nepomnesi is in the lead, a full point ahead of Fabiana Carana. There's five rounds to go. And yeah, we can talk about the action in the game so far and then give some outlook about what's about to happen. So Laurent, your boy Ali Reza. Such a great professional. It was very clear. No? Yeah, yeah, good to put everything into context. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. It's a good summary. It's a May. And I would like to also have an admission of uh, sort of getting something completely wrong. Before the tournament, I said that there will barely be any Sicilians. Everybody will play E4, E5. That has actually turned out incredibly wrong. I mean, there's been a bunch of Sicilians for, for this kind of level, I would say. And this was one of them. And I don't know if, if Laurent wanted to sort of hide our knowledge of the opening, then he did it very well, at least. I think it was a very sharp line. But uh, Nip, sorry, Ali Reza played this very surprising move at move 15, correctly, yeah. right? And uh, it's unclear to me if Nepomniachi knew how to react. But what was strange was that it was Nepomniachi, sorry, was Firusha who played a, a very surprising sideline. But then he seemed to either misremember or mix up something well, quite well, soon after. Neither right? of this old main line with Bishop E3, F3, 
where there were a lot of debates in the old days. Ali Reza played the surprise move bishop to c4 when in the old days they played a4 or bishop takes b3. Bishop c4 has been played quite a bit in correspondence games, so it's not completely unknown. But I don't think Nepomneshi knew, but maybe it helped him. He played in natural way. He didn't want to put his knight in the corner on a1, which is the main computer lines. He played king to b1, knight to c1. That got Alireza out of book. Then Alireza, yeah, made a mistake with his move. Bishop takes f1 down the stretch. That was... Ah, yeah, bishop takes f1 helps was very well because... Yeah. yeah, it just develops white and uh, that was probably your right, yeah, a good point that it was a crucial mistake. I thought he would go king h8 or something because in the other line, in the main line, it was kind of uh, the move, uh, king h8, so it was... It looked very similar to me than the main line, so it could have uh, found... But so something went wrong. It's very, very hard to say uh, what exactly, but, uh, well, it's a surprise. But in another hand, I mean, it's uh, yeah, yeah, the surprise value, but it's a very difficult position to play uh, for both sides. And uh, Nepo has such a great experience in such uh, sharp night-off. Mainly as black, of course, but... Uh, Maybe it was actually I don't know if it's it was a wrong choice for Maliaza, but it was a very risky, risky one for sure, and uh, it turned out to to, to be a disaster. Simply. But that was overall his strategy. You know, he tries to surprise in the openings. Yeah. He clearly has done a lot of work. You can see a bunch of ideas, but he's trying to play very very sharply, and it feels like once in a while he's surprising himself. Even if opponents are out of book, they make some other move, and then he has a position where maybe the computer says zeros or whatever. But it's very, very complicated for him to play, and it hasn't really worked out. I'm thinking even in the first game against Rajawov, he played some sharp prep very, very quickly. Then he was struggling a bit in the game. He lost against Fabi. He played this fantastic move. Queen d3 against the Catalan, and it surprised Fabi. This six queen d3, but Fabi just reacted in the most natural way. And then Ali Reza, I, th I would guess, mixed something up down the stretch. On movie but it was a different, different stuff, yeah. Because Queen D3 just a move, I guess, to, to just to get a game, and you are not pretending to to bust your opponent uh, from the very beginning. Just you are hoping to be a bit better and to get a playable position. Yeah, yeah fair enough. That wasn't That's super sharp, it. but it was still yeah. Trying to surprise yeah. and it didn't work out. No, I would say yeah that in these two games. Well, maybe Firusha got what he was aiming for. It just turned out to not be very good for him, perhaps because, uh, well, Caruana and Nepomniachi either is more experienced, you can all, almost say, or that they played better in a way. Somehow that, um, I don't know, maybe Ali Reza is as young as uh, he actually is in, in, in some terms, right? That maybe it seems a bit too early for him to, to, to manage but, this. Uh, type of, uh, you you really think it's a problem of openings or something? I think it's just in poor shape. I mean, he's just playing poorly. So whatever he plays... I don't think it would make mm -hmm. a, a big difference. I mean, when you're in poor shape, making bad decisions, you can no, play Berlin, I, I, you can play Nidoff, you can play uh, whatever you like. I mean, at some point, you, you will uh, end up into troubles. You, I kind of agree with you with that, that he's playing like well, his choices are based on him being in great shape and being the better player. And if one of these two things are not true, well, then it backfires horribly in a way. Right? Yeah, you mean so, that he should I play, mean, in that case, he's in bad shape, he should play more solid and... Well, if he's in bad, bad shape, then uh, pushing a, a great fight where he doesn't necessarily have an advantage, except that he can outplay opponents, it doesn't work at all if you can't outplay them while they yeah, outplay it's, it's you. Time, right? I mean, yeah. I was so. completely shocked by um, 
I mean, not shot. Well, this is the chicken chest by, club, by his right? time so, management. Um, I mean, this is just uh, terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes he's just mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm. 40 minutes for a move. Also, with hindsight. Uh, against Kawana, I mean, it f- in some some random positions, and he's going for this hook takes this seven after 40 minutes think. I mean, like, okay, uh, this is just uh, insane what he's doing. But I know this phenomenon, and it, I think it's lack of practice mainly. Like, he doesn't trust his hand because he hasn't played a lot the last half year. I think he only played one classical tournament, which didn't go well. And then you start doubting yourself, and you spend 40 minutes on a move. And it doesn't improve. You can see with Nepomneshi, he's, uh, he's trusting his hand. He's playing very, very quickly, even when he's surprised, which to some extent he always does. But you can also tell who's in shape and who isn't. And with Ali Reza, the strategy not to play for half a year and focus, I guess, mainly on opening preparation. Seems like it hasn't hasn't worked out at all. I'm not sure if it's age mm-hmm. or inexperience, but the strategy clearly didn't didn't work out. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's how. So Nepo just uh, collected the points, mm-hmm. and then so we should move on. Yeah, to to some. Uh, we already talked about uh, Kawana a bit. Uh, Actually, it was a very very good game from. Uh, Kawada point of view, I mean, just a perfect game because he faced his prep, reacted quite logically, and then when he got the chance to to be better, he just took it and uh, well showed uh, no mercy. I mean, like there was no no way back after this hook takes the seven for for Aliaza. I mean, he tried to to get some play. I mean, he would mm-hmm. he would probably trick uh, all of us here. Uh, in such position with this exchange down, I mean, because it looks it looks like some compensation, but um, obviously, I mean, Fabi was so precise in the in the conversion. I was very impressed. That was a very impressive game. All these moves he made, where he goes like queen takes a two, then later rook takes h two. Yeah. All these moves taking pawns that look super scary, but he was just calculating incredibly well, and then it's no longer scary. Overall, Fabi, I was very impressed with in the first seven rounds, like. As opening nerds, yeah. his preparation is amazing. He always gets a surprise that is backed up by a lot of work. He has a very good feel for where he, where he can catch people. And if he surprised himself, like with the 6 queen d 3 he takes his time but reacts very logically. Mm-hmm. But then it fell apart a bit for him in round 8 where he mm-hmm. lost to Nakamura, which at least computer-wise, I mean, the game was incredibly exciting and great fun. Computer-wise, there were lots of mistakes. Do you think... Fabi struggles against Nakamura because I'm sure they have a lot of history. They they know each other. They're both Americans. There's some banter. Does the Nakamura persona make it tough for him? Or is Hikaru just incredibly good? Let me just uh, jump in here. I, I will want to agree about uh, Kaurana, the first seven round. Well, to say he played a perfect tournament was too much. But I think things were going as a minimum according to plan, maybe even better. Just because Nepomniachtchi did even better, of course, it, it doesn't look like that. But of course, the last two games has been very disappointing for him in many ways. I don't think that it's so much this kind of personal history with, with Hikaru. Actually, Hikaru has been impressing chess-wise here in, in many ways, I would say, and such. And this game especially was very, very good, uh, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, so Hikaru is just strong. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. sorry, God. This rook this A2, I mean, move was... Uh, in my opinion, after H3, when uh, Kawana played H3, he had not, he had some time, but okay, okay, too. 
was really the star move. I mean, everything was was great. I agree with you guys that the first seven games um, were excellent from uh, from Fabi. Very, very impressive. Very solid. I mean, like taking his chances. Uh, round eight. I mean, I think the position is really tough to play for Black. So I wouldn't blame him too much. I would more blame him uh, for from for the game. Uh, I mean, for not. Putting bishop f1 against Nepo, which is basically instead of bishop takes f5. I mean, I don't know what I, I kept uh, thinking about what he missed there. And to me, it's really not obvious because bishop f1, basically, you have to move the knight uh, from d6 and you will get bishop c4 check. I mean, it's incredibly natural. I mean, it's not a computer move at all. And uh, it looks so good for white. I mean, I would think I would play uh, Bishop F1 actually. Uh, to be to be very honest, while against Nakamura, uh, I'm sure I would do much, much worse than uh, than Kawana. But not spotting Bishop F1 for me is kind of um, very shocking. I mean, I don't know. Uh, in such an important game, maybe he was tired by by the the game, the previous game against uh, Naka, which lasted for not only lost but <laughs> he lost in more than six hours. So. That was really a disaster on uh, on many different levels. But uh, I don't know what you guys think, but Bishop F1 is so natural against Kawana. Um, first of all, yeah, let's maybe stick with the Nakamura-Kawana game because it was such an epic clash. Um, first of all, I'm this might be personal preference, but I don't like this open Spanish. Like, clearly Fabi had incredibly deep preparation even there. And if instead of knight g3, where I think Nakamura mixed up the moves, white goes for the computer line as bishop g5, I'm sure exciting things would have happened, like some c4, take the rook, take the pawn, and so on. But the positions, they always seem very tough for black to handle. And in practice, I don't really like the way things have been playing out for black in these positions. As for the game, I thought, yeah, Nakamura played great. Then he would sometimes let go a little in winning positions, happen more than once. And let Fabi back into the game. And then he had to find some star move like this h3, rook a2. Or later when it's completely finished. Um, he goes for this piece up position. Goes knight d5 and allows the black pawn to yeah. come to e2. And then he played some quick moves. King f4. And he had to do some miracles actually to win the game. Some knight e3, yeah, knight yeah, e2. Yeah, yeah. That was but he always was able to pull himself together when it was about to slip away. Which is incredibly tough. No, I mean if you had a winning position and then you slightly mess it up. Then to still be able to find the only ways. Actually, to the it's edge. Uh, great pity that uh, Fabi didn't play the best line. He could put the hook on f1. I mean, so he could play okh one instead of okh six, and then it was incredibly tough to to win for for white if it was winning. Yeah, but black has to do I'm some sure. sick things like uh, go bishop e4, allow the pawn on e2 to be taken, then play bishop f3. It's not not very human. Ah, okay. Anyway, we're into. I'm not sure anybody can yeah. follow. What we're talking about. We're just talking about random moves <laughs> in random games. Overall, Fabi, very, very impressive for seven rounds. Then had this collapse against Nakamura. Nakamura, I think, yeah, obviously no debate that he's great at chess. I think it's a bit the usual. He's excellent with white. With one e4, he has this pinpointed preparation. And even if his opponent is as well prepared, he gets positions that he's good at playing. With black, it's my usual criticism that it's always the same. Repertoire, Berlin, Nimzo, and that he is slightly vulnerable there. And of course, um, it, these are good openings and so on, but it always feels like there things could go could go wrong if his opponent chooses the direction. Well, with White, yeah, he's been impressive. 
and, and actually he did against uh, it was not uh, expected that uh, actually for me that Rajabov would win a game and that that was actually a uh, good prep from uh, Rajabov he was playing quickly against this Berlin uh, in round uh, nine and uh, to the general surprise because clearly Rajabov was not um, doing well not playing actively I mean not playing for a win obviously in previous games and suddenly he got this prep uh, in and uh, he played a very good game but actually Kawana I, I mean Nakamura made it um, kind of easier for him uh, by by repeating the Berlin and uh, getting into some uh, some good prep in Berlin yeah, I couldn't quite judge there. We should let Peter speak, but it's more fun if he doesn't get to speak for 10 minutes because he, he starts steaming there. And I couldn't quite judge there if Nakamura <laughs> played for a win with bishop a7 or tried to spice it up because if he goes bishop d6, he has sort of a normal solid position, I thought. Also, it's easy to criticize, but they did have these insanely tough games and the schedule is yeah. fairly tough as well. Nakamura won this roller coaster against Fabi and the next day you're black and so on it's very understandable that and he you was can't, you can't maybe expecting a quick draw actually because Rajabov had a couple of uh, also very very tough games I mean he plays he, he played against Alireza forever when Alireza was clearly uh, uh, showing his uh, his will to win at any cost I mean in any position which reminded me of course uh, reminded us of uh, a uh, certain uh, Magnus Carlsen who is capable of doing uh, uh, such games. I mean, like, he has nothing, plays for hours, tie everything, and, uh, well, you feel that the guy, till there is no uh, king against king, he, he, he will try something and uh, ask questions. It's exactly what did uh, Alireza against uh, Rajabov. Uh, but uh, Rajabov defended well, and almost at the end, I mean, it could go either way. No, clearly. in the final position... It felt like Black was taking over a bit, but he did the yeah. chicken chess club proud. I would have blitzed out King H4 so happily. You have to repeat, my dear friend. I'm not doing yeah. anything else. King H4, Rook H1, King G5. Um, yeah, While, that was uh, good defensive Yeah, and I think I, I'm afraid we are not too respectful towards uh, our politician Let's friend. Let's let Peter talk. He must have yeah, many thoughts please, lined up. I, I hope the <laughs> listeners stayed with you because I, I tuned out five <laughs> minutes ago. Uh, but I have to say I am disappointed because, well, you speak about this open Spanish and you have like 10 minutes to at least give me one compliment. I mean, well, this whole system where White normally took on F6, but instead now plays Knight F1 and the King back to, to G1, right? I really think it was our invention for the 2016 match. Uh, and at least I remember myself looking at it. And I think uh, Maxime Lagraf uh, played Vachier it later Lagraf. as maybe one of the first. Vachier Lagraf, my apologies. I, mean, I for, was... For my, you you, you were looking at it, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. That's thank, thanks a lot. You're sure. Yes. Uh, and such. I think he used it, used it to, to, to make a draw. But also, well... And that is a new concept in, in this line. I think for maybe the 2010 match, I forgot when it was that uh, 
Anna and, and Kasparov were sort of debating some opening ideas. I mean, I think this line in the Spanish was something where we exchanged views on, but this concept was uh, was not really existing at that point. But um, anyway, it was this was just our, a I mean, shameless like, this, commer this, commer commer yeah, commercial. Yeah. First of all, uh, let me correct you. Uh, first of all, this King okay. G1, I mean, Maxim used it to beat Kawana in Bucharest. He, 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 won, okay. he won the game. My, my apologies. And I think, I mean, like, we didn't invent anything. I mean, I was checking that line uh, Back in the days with Mr. Um, Mr. Kamnik, we, we may get to him at some point and his, uh, <laughs> his comments. Mm -hmm. But I was checking that like uh, uh, 15 years ago, I think, with Kamnik. You could, you could have told us when we started I mean, checking I told in you, 2016. But yeah, you? okay. You, okay. just, you, you, <laughs> you <Anyway>. don't remember. <laughs> I do. We, we spent, okay. I mean, like, uh, we spent <laughs> okay. a lot of time uh, on that because it was our, um, as we mentioned in our, our series uh, from, uh, uh, from Bonn, it was our second opening for, for Bonn in case uh, the Petrov would, would fall. But okay, in case Vichy would uh -huh. just play one E4, which <laughs> didn't happen at all. In 2008. It's just a good good reminder. You should always write your own memoirs. That will be much better. I think we can all agree. The so, open Spanish mm -hmm. is a horrible opening. And Fabi <laughs> yeah. should get rid of that addiction. Yeah. Like, I heard these stories from Bonn. Yeah. And I haven't seen a lot of the seconds using the open Spanish that was prepared afterwards. Like, Drop it, Fabi. Well... Uh, Kamnik was suggesting to me that no, I should. Uh, <laughs> we were checking open Spanish and it looked not great. And he was suggesting that I should play it just to test it. In uh, if it's <laughs> that's <laughs> what I was getting at. It. Even you were too <laughs> disgusted by it to ever use it. Yeah, exactly. G generally, I'm the first one to to try to use all the ideas we checked uh, during a prep for the match. And not only okay, I like to annoy Peter, of course. But uh, not only that, I mean, like, it looks like we, we, we did a lot of work, so why not to use it uh, for my own games? <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, this open Spanish, I was not really uh, a big fan. I used it a few times and it was always, I was always better prepared, but it was always so difficult to play. Exactly what happened with uh, Fabi in both games against MVL and Nakamura. And even for him, it's uh, too tough to play. Well, we also prepared the Open Spanish for the 2010 match for Black with Vichy. Not as his first choice, but his second wow. choice. I think none of the seconds, in or Vichy himself, has played any of the lines we prepared there. They were so so horrible that, uh, well, I think I was at this uh, recent uh, chess camp in Charlotte. I was telling Topalov of our choices uh, against him for one e4, and he looked a bit uh, okay. Maybe I should have done that. <laughs> but, uh, well, the, these these times, the white was actually kicking ass in the open. So the uh, chicken chess say. club does but, not uh, approve of the open Spanish. We do love no. Spanish opens, but the open mm. Spanish, ugh, it's too tough to play. Yeah, Spanish opens, <laughs> great. Yeah, Spanish opens, not too tough to yeah. play. Start at five p.m. It's nice. We should go one day. Actually, I'm going yeah. to Madrid yeah, not um, on the thirtieth. So tomorrow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you, are, you will be You have been invited uh, by Fidel. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fidel's paying for my <laughs> ticket Vorkovic he wanted to have. <laughs> A catch up about my proximity to <laughs> to rival campaigns. <laughs> but but it's only it's only a four star hotel, Peter. I'll I'll leak you the receipts. Jan, okay, I, I would 
be grateful to you if you can take a selfie with no, uh, Dvorkovic, oh, no. uh, Dana, no Stotsky. Will certainly happen. Please. No, I'm going there to yeah, I, uh, <coughs> to do commentary from the venue or not from the venue, but wow. from some chess club in Madrid for some days and to breathe the, the chess air. It's nice to be there. No, when the Oof. candidates is there, all the chess fans. No bigger fan of chess life than me. Okay. Without I will playing. just use the opportunity to... Please. Ah. <laughs> That's the chicken chess yeah. club. <laughs> yeah, we want to be around, but without playing. Exactly. Please, Peter. Appeals committee. Yes, yes. I, I want to jump in on the chance to really? campaign a little bit. Jan, Jan mentioned the four-star hotel. As far as I understand, that uh, half of the players has uh, left the official hotel they were provided because they didn't find it uh, uh, excellent. Oh, they're free rooms? I'll take one. But, uh, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just flicking out this this room, but uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, there's four, so it's first come, first served, I guess. So who left? <laughs> so uh, I, I, that more, that more intro I don't have. I only have. Uh, oh, that sounds sources. like fake. fake so how do you get your info, Peter? By the way, did you hear four players left the official hotel, but we don't know which ones. This doesn't add up. Exactly. No, but I, it just shows how weak my network is. That, uh, <laughs> It's an asymmetrical I'll, campaign. I'll situation. investigate. I'll investigate on site and report back. <laughs> Thank to you. you. <laughs> That's a good. All good right. Comment. Anything else to talk about uh, in so the candidates? Nepomnesi yeah. is cruising. No, like there was this big game yeah. in round nine. Nepomnesi was one point ahead of mm -hmm. Fabi. Fabi had to win. We already touched upon it. Fabi's preparation, impressive as always. This night H four idea in the Petrov. Whether we had it or not, spoiler alert, we did not have it, um, was, <coughs> I thought, very nice. He always finds ways to surprise and to put positions, maybe that's the difference in experience to Ali Reza, positions that yeah put his opponents under a lot of pressure as well. So I was a big fan, but then Laurent mentioned this critical move. Um, Bishop F1 that he should have played. It looked like he was running a bit out of steam. No, he couldn't calculate the lines as clearly as but I think even earlier. But it was so difficult because you are not giving up a piece. You are, you can take on the seven, but you can take on. The, I mean, like for me, I don't see what he missed. I mean, like and and you clearly see that uh, the bishop on f1. I mean, it belongs to this uh, diagonal because you have this once the knight on d6 will move. You will have this bishop bishop c4 check, uh, which will be. Um, which would be almost decisive. So maybe he likes uh, this uh, natural uh, instinct uh, at times. I noticed that already, that sometimes just natural moves, he doesn't uh, make them. He's great at cat creating. That's, that's for sure. Maybe one, maybe with MVL, like, I don't know. Um, it's, it's hard to judge, but okay, he's great for sure. But sometimes he's lacking this... Uh, this uh, intuitive stuff. I mean, like you, you keep the the, the the bishop on the right uh, diagonal. But um, if we're like in order story. to lose all the listeners, after bishop f1, the critical line is knight c8, bishop c4 check, bishop e6, and then you go rook takes e6. You sacrifice exchange. Knight takes e6. Knight h takes f5, which is also a sick move. Um, king to f6, yeah. and white just plays an exchange down. For a pawn, and the computer says it's much better. I don't think it's super intuitive. Okay, uh, I missed that king f6, so maybe he missed <laughs> something. But uh, uh huh. Okay, no, okay. Let, let's not go deep into the lines. No, no, I'm just I saying. Don't know, it's not like he makes two normal moves and the game is over. It was all. 
Very yeah, but are you risking much? Because the other line, it's clear that it's uh, it's instant though. Even if I mean, it's almost at some point I was really afraid that it was game over. I mean, like if Nepo wins because he started to I mean give this position to Magnus and he will, he will create much more uh, problems in the end game. I mean, like when you had this outside uh, pass pawn, uh, Nepo. I mean, you give this position to Magnus, you will play. Uh, 20, 30 more moves. Uh, I mean, if you manage to 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 make a door, but he will certainly ask much more uh, questions. If Nepo would win, it would be just um, uh, game set match, basically. Yeah, he was happy to wrap that one up. You could tell, and maybe in a different tournament situation, he would have played differently yeah. and pushed the people a bit more. Yeah. So I just yeah. want to know. Please, oh, please. No, okay. The line that uh, Jan just used to smash Loan, it was something you did used against you, so there's some kind of food chain like no, this? I actually just, uh, have uh, engines no. and look at the games <laughs> to do an analysis, which you ah, can watch okay. on Janistan TV, my fantastic YouTube Oof. channel in German, daily. <laughs> um, no, but um, no, I'm recently... Yeah, it's just I'm a long Peter. plug-in while uh, yeah, yeah, Peter has, has uh, his campaign. No, we, we looked at the, all these lines with you did without engines on the live broadcast, and it was very, very messy. Like, we covered a lot of stuff, but it wasn't, like, yeah, yeah. obvious at all what works and what doesn't. That particular line, yeah, I remember, because we, we didn't find it. Yeah, no, but, I mean, it's, it's not easy, I agree, but it was clearly the only way to to create uh, problems. Of course, he could lose, but, um, I mean, like, who cares? Why not to take risk uh, at that point of the tournament because now he's one point behind. Uh, Nepo was a bit lucky. I mean, let's he, he's playing well. He was a bit lucky against Rapport, for instance, when uh, Rapport just showed poor preparation. But any, uh, I mean, the sensible, of course, uh, the sensible decision was just to repeat moves and go home while he decided to 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 start the game basically with a lost position. So that was uh, a bit of luck for Nepo, even if he played, he punished, he punished incredibly well. Let's talk about that game. As theory nerds, that was so strange what Rapport did. Peter, yeah. what happened there? Peter. Well, I just wanted to jump in here to uh, use the chance to actually praise Nepo Miyachi, That uh, the reason he's leading the tournament is he's been playing the, the best chess and also been by far the best sporting competitors. Very few moments of weakness. And when there was maybe some weakness connected with opening, he sort of managed to solve, solve it by playing well. I mean, for instance, he might have been surprised against Ali Reza, against Caruana and such. It doesn't seem to, to do him much uh, bad. Then you asked about some opening question. Let me try and uh, fake. I don't know I, anything about that. Uh, what was yeah, it? about this uh, Petrov against uh, Rapport. Well, it's basically... Ah, some long forced yeah. line. This was, at least I would say, on a general level, it was very strange because we saw later that Rapport really wanted to win the game and he sort of stepped out of a draw. To me, it's just strange that in the next game he plays 4g3. Why wouldn't he play that against uh, Nepom and, and force a game of chess rather than try to beat him in a computer battle? That's uh, very puzzling to me. Convincingly against Duda. He won the other game by playing 4G3, while against Nepom, he thought his best chance was you a very sharp he won convincingly by playing 4G3? Like, he's much or seriously worse after 10 moves with White. And then later on, Duda yeah. plays him and plays a very strange move, knight g5 instead of g6. If he plays g6, mm -hmm. um, he rapper will suffer greatly. I think it was Laurent who said outplayed, know. right? <laughs> or yeah, no, it was... Yeah. No, okay, maybe it's yeah. worse, of course, by, by Jan's standard. Uh, by Jan uh, Nerd's uh, standard. Of course it's worse, but it's just a position to 
to play. I mean, it's no no disaster. I mean, there is all all pieces on the board. Maybe it's slightly worse, okay. Uh, but, but what he got <laughs> later as well, he gets the worst version of this Italian you can get. He goes bishop e3, fe3 in order to play. And he has this Italian structure with a bishop on g2. I thought he was seriously worse, but uh, yeah. Do really, yeah? Part. Seriously worse, even. Mm -hmm. I, di I didn't think so. I thought it was just mm -hmm. a game. Well, had we rec recorded this podcast before round nine, I would have said that uh, this report, uh, Nepomniachi, was one other example of that Nepomniachi just knows any kind of detail in this Petrov because he's checked it with the supercomputer. Of course, the Karoyan again sort of puts uh, quite some holes into to that. But uh, also yeah, that storyline. Story Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I would. I like to disagree with Peter. Yeah, so I also I would do it uh, uh, once more because he <laughs> says that Nepo is playing the best chess. I think he has some. I'm sorry, but uh, he's leading. He's playing very good chess, but best chess. I'm not sure. I mean, if you look at the game, he got ding in complete jet lag. I mean, it was clear that it was not the same ding than uh, the ding we saw, for instance, uh, yesterday against. Uh, against Duda, who played uh, a very good game. He got also this, this point against Rapport, which is, I mean, like, uh, I mean, why not to take a draw? I mean, this is just uh, insane. So he's taking his chances, he's playing well. But I'm not sure I was more impressed in the first uh, seven games by Kawana. Much more impressed, actually. But, uh, I mean, like, uh, Nepo was just scoring points. Uh, uh, his opponents were, were clearly not... Um, not uh, playing uh, at their far from their best. So quality-wise, I would say that first seven games, first half, uh, Kawana was uh, playing better. Actually, so playing I better chess. Disagree with both of you. This is fantastic. First Please. of all, this line Rapport played against Nepomneshi, just because Nepomneshi knows the reply to Queen B3, which is the first computer line without any depth. You don't need a Russian supercomputer. Giri knows this, Karana knows this, you could tell by their faces walking by and why what they said afterwards. I knew this, and Bishop H3, you need to have the computer run for one second. So if you choose this line with white, and you get the first computer line in reply, then to be surprised by this and to think for an hour and go for a lost position instead of the draw, I think Rapport couldn't explain himself what happened. I do disagree. I think Nepomneshi clearly played the best chess, especially now that we have the nine rounds. We can't blame him for taking his chances. Of course, he got got some gifts, but he always reacts practically. He hasn't had these moments of weakness like Fabi had against Nakamura and also now actually in the game against Nepomneshi himself. Even in trouble, he plays quickly. He avoids time trouble. Yeah, he's confident. It's the story with him. If things go well... He can get on a roll. We didn't put him as a top favorite because he has this tendency to collapse after a loss, but it hasn't happened, and there's only five rounds left. Peter has something to say. Yes, I would like to add that while we all three seems to disagree, I agree much Excellent. more with Jan than with Loa. <laughs> <laughs> no, but come on. I mean, you are just saying that he's playing well. I mean, like, he's facing Pep. I mean, like, he's on, on minus two. I mean, like, uh, objectively speaking, after 15 moves yesterday, after the surprise, he's just busted, just lost. Yeah, but that's I why mean, he's like, playing so well, no? Like, uh, <coughs> he's he, playing well, he yeah. Made he made just great put moves him. defending, hanging in there. Come on, come on. Uh, I mean, like, put him against Magnus. Uh, you will see uh, Bishop F1 will come and he will uh, shake hand uh, uh, in the next 10 moves. I mean, okay, I mean, like, he's playing well because his opponents are playing uh, very poorly, taking very poor decisions. And also, uh, Fabi, instead of King G2, just play Bishop E3. 
I mean, in which world you are not playing Bishop E3 actually? Uh, so, so can we agree on? I mean, he's, he's playing not playing well, well, but he's extent. playing better than everybody else in the tournament. Though. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't think he's playing. I mean, like he has he has a bunch of luck. I would say. I mean, like uh, he, he because uh, Fabi the previous day he gets this loss against Nakamura. He's clearly tired after a seven hours game. He just lost. He gets his first round against uh, Ding. Which I mean, it's obvious that Ding is jet lagged, played a non-game. He gets this uh, point against Richie because Richie just only made draws so far. So if, if he's playing uh, Richie round two, uh, same opening, Richie will make a draw. That's for sure. He just got annoyed by all, all these draws and he wanted to play on. But uh, actually, for me, he gets a bunch of luck. He's not playing. He's, he's not playing great. Far from that. Uh, yesterday. Actually, I think he acted quite poorly to this uh, to this prep of uh, of Fabi. But please, uh, uh, Peter, you can massively disagree with me. Go ahead. Oh, uh, sorry, I actually didn't uh, follow. <laughs> follow. <laughs> no, just say I, I, I disagree. It's that. okay. Very mm-hmm. few. It's it's okay. Yeah. So, no, I I get your point that. In many ways, Nepomniachtchi has had fortunate circumstances and such, and it could have gone a different way. But as I said, general, sort of on a sporting level, he has taken most of his chances. He has fought well back when he should and such. Uh, I mean, there are situations like this where I was just, uh, sure, you maybe have some luck, but also you, you take it incredibly well uh, and such. I think there were some statistics about... Uh, who has taken most of their chances in the tournament. And so someone like Dink had the potential for two more points, while for Nepom it was very, very little. He had chances to get more. Sure. So I think uh, that matters a yeah, lot, and that's how tournament is decided. Also against so. Richie, this position, I mean, the computer says black is much better, but he made it look, look so easy, Nepom Richie. He's playing so quickly, yeah, so precisely, no, like he doesn't forgive in these spots. And that's... Yeah, no, that that's up. no, no. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it was very um, wrong. Well, it's well deserved. He is, he is where he is. Till round seven, I thought, okay, Caruana could be a just uh, as well deserved uh, leader of the tournament based on, on quality. That is not the case anymore. Uh, and uh, well, I think, well, Nepom is there for a reason. It's, it's as simple as that. So we spoke uh, a mm-hmm. lot about them. Do we believe in a, in a comeback for second place for Ding or Alireza? Because now uh, the second place matters a lot. Actually, there is only. Yeah. Uh, I think between Alireza and Kawana, there is only one and a half point, <coughs> so which is, I mean, not impossible to uh, to get. So, and the second place is uh, kind of, especially if Nepo keeps on playing well, it's not nothing. I mean, it's not like the second place of MVL in the last candidate. So I don't know what you guys think. So you believe in the Nepomishi Alireza match? <coughs> I mean, it's not impossible. Why not? On Epomiashi Dingliren. Dingliren is Ding, one point. Ding is back to 50%. He could still make a run. But, of course, Fabi. Mm-hmm. Peter, you're the statistics guy. What are the odds for Epomiashi winning, Fabi finishing? Yeah, second? it actually de- de- it de- it depends a lot, uh, I would say. How much does uh, Caruana value second place? Because you could argue Caruana should gamble like crazy in his remaining games to catch Nepomiachi. On the other hand, if he thinks that being number two after Nepomnachi is a very likely World Championship match, why would he? Uh, so this is a very, I mean, 
I'm not inside his head. Uh, well, good for him. Uh, and, ah, feed uh, it. Screw I, I don't know. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, under normal circumstances, I would say Nepomniachtchi would try and draw every game from here. Uh, because that's a good strategy. And then Caruana has a decent chance of catching up if he sort of keeps escalating risks in a way. And maybe Nepomniachtchi will sort of play calmly with, uh, for a win with White against some of the lower-rated players. Maybe he'll make plus one. And it's up to Caruana to make plus three. I don't, right, think, to catch I don't think he'll make on plus the other one. Hand, just on the other hand... I will try, try to make that was, every game. That, that's, I think that he will start to do. If Caruana starts sort of uh, coming closer, yeah. he might have to adjust that. But of course, the question is, is Caruana happy about being second? That I don't know. I mean, well, it's a weird situation, obviously, yeah. in, in that sense. Um, I think that under normal circumstances where only first place mattered, Caruana would have uh, a relevant chance of catching up because, uh, well, everybody is tired. He will start gambling. He will be incredibly motivated, playing people who are not that motivated. Of course, he could also end up on 50%. It's hard to say, but the chance is there. While now... I don't know which strategy he'll take. That's actually a very interesting yeah. plot twist. How do yeah. you judge no one has the chances of Nepomniachtchi winning at this point? Like 80%? That's what I said on Twitter, basically. that I think it's around 75 to 80%. Uh, the models gives him a bit more, but that's basically... My argument was that Karana uh, really wants to catch up at any price. At that point, I had forgotten, actually, that uh, second price could be very valuable. So now I would probably say it's more 80 than 75%. But uh, well, it's, it, no, it's I agree. It depends how far B use it. I think he will play, keep playing yeah. his normal chess and try to get games. But he's not going to play whatever, E4, G6, or start playing the time on off all of a sudden instead of... no. Yeah, his his main prepared openings. We'll be curious to find out, though. Well, he will always have a an eye on those chasing him as well, right? Normally, in this situation, you would only care about the one you are chasing. But I think here, I mean, it's impossible not to. Yeah, to also, look would to be strange, no? Like, would be my best guess. I mean, of course, everyone can read into what Magnus said, how they feel like, and Fabi yeah. said before the tournament that he doesn't quite believe that. Yeah, Magnus not going to play the match. Mm -hmm. But especially against Nepomneshi with the info we had and Magnus saying he wants yeah. to play the younger generation and so on and them just having played the match, you would mm -hmm. think that as Fabi, you put quite a high probability on Magnus not playing a another match against Nepomneshi, in which case second place is basically as good as first, no? It gets in the mm -hmm. match. Yeah, I I agree. So um, that, of course, adds to Nepomniachtchi's yeah. chances as well. Uh, well, one joker is that, uh, well, for instance, Nakamura will have to play Nepomniachtchi as well in the tournament still. And I think Nepomniachtchi will be... Four nights. But from Nakamura's perspective, maybe, yeah. I mean, it's actually a good point that uh, Ding allowed the four nights against... Um, against Nepomniachtchi. Maybe that was a strategical mistake. I'm also very curious what happens in the um, Nepomniachtchi-Nakamura game. Maybe from uh, Nakamura's perspective, he actually needs to win that one, or maybe he thinks he only has to catch... Uh, Spoiler Karan. alert. Spoiler alert. Also. Thursday, Aliaza will uh, kick some uh, some ass. Uh, he's white against Nepo. Oh. 
Ah, he's white that against Nepo, and he will go. I mean, like this game is not going yeah. to be uh, <laughs> a dog. I mean, a no. quiet dog. That's for sure. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but <laughs> some people will take risk as uh, as well against Nepo. Nepo has three whites, though, so this is of course situation is uh, looks incredibly okay. good for for him. But he has two blacks and. Uh, one against Alireza, which is clearly uh, anything can happen in that game. I mean, like it's not going to be <laughs> to be yeah. an easy door or something like that. Yeah, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. So let's see. So we, you see, Jan, we sp we spent. Uh, did it ha ever happen to us that we, s we are spending like 50 minutes of our time together, and we didn't speak about Fide? It's coming. Well, it's coming. You seem to me like you're trying to deprive me on this free campaign time, but uh, I don't know if we have a couple of subjects before um, that. No, actually. the candidates, yeah, other other narratives. Let's just very quickly go through the players. Borduda collapsed half out of four out of the last four games. You can see him sitting there, not being thrilled with how things are going. He'll be back though. I believe in Jan Shishtov. Then. Rajabov won a game. First classical win since 2019. First candidates win since round two of the 2013 candidates. In fairness, he didn't play that many after. But yeah, ending Nakamura's chances. What else we got? Ding. Ding, Ding back again. in business. What about Ding? Yeah. Missing too many chances, simply. I mean, uh, he's playing, getting good positions. He had chances. He doesn't take them. Yeah, that's a huge difference like to in the first match. game. Um, yeah, yeah, that's really everything going against uh, Ding. The whole, but he's such a strong player that he's still at fifty percent. I mean, you feel that he's just his tournament is going so. Ding set jet lag, or you're just making so it up yourself? No, he traveled he the day two days before, before, Ding, the, Ding like, before the first round, and he's also there yeah, all uh, by himself, uh, which I find strange. I would guess he's a bit of an introvert and then for three weeks i don't know him well uh, but you guys know him better actually but then for three weeks to be there all by yourself without having someone to talk to mm -hmm. after the games um i find very tough like i'm yeah. sure there are reasons for it but yeah the whole operation doesn't look that professional like this would never happen to to fabi to be there without someone also things openings like he's so good it doesn't matter so much but he hasn't come with surprises no it's still the very main lines of the Italian he's always played, yeah. the Spanish he's always played, and so on. So, and he, yeah, with white it's d4, c4. Mm -hmm. He's still excellent, and had he taken all his chances, yeah. I don't think we can blame blame the openings that much. But it looked like, yeah, there so, were many so things no, so, stacked up against yes, him. Too many things went uh, wrong, but still on 50%. So imagine, I mean, being, so it feels like such a pity, but yeah, I don't know. Um, that's all I can say. It's it's a pity, simply because if it feels that uh, at, at times it feels to me that he's by far the best player of the tournament. But um, yeah, it's not it's not enough, unfortunately. It's not enough to so, be a good player. Mm -hmm. You also have to play well. Yeah, and we have uh, we have exactly. Aliza was uh, desperately uh, trying to. To win a game, and finally he did against uh, Richie. So that's uh, good news, of course, for for him. And uh, while well, Gate, bad shape, I would say bad shape. Gate fighting spirit. So the fighting spirit, you ne you basically never lose it. And uh, while well, that was rewarded, 
Yeah, you can uh, see him. You can see him pushing every day, not giving up. Like no, he's a he has a very impressive mentality, and once yeah. experience and so on kicks in, he'll be he'll be tough to deal with. Like he already is pretty tough to deal with, obviously. And uh, Richie showed showed uh, poor prep. Unfortunately, he's a great player, I think. But uh, yeah, yesterday against Alireza as well was, was incredibly yeah. poor. Yeah. I mean, he was lost, but then. He's always managing something, but uh, against Nepo also it was a disaster. So somehow I don't feel... It's a good point. No, it's I, not I like he's, he's just entertaining and choosing wild openings. He's just badly prepared. Like against Ding, yeah. he follows the game from the Champions Chess Tour. White plays Bishop G5, it's plus two. Um, well, he manages to save the game. It's a mess. He also, yeah, he plays these games in the... Taimanov, Knight to six, E6, he repeats the line, gets under pressure there. Although there he was decently prepared. But yeah, his prep is not up to it. And I think you need it at this level. Like, it's very hard even for the biggest geniuses without. Peter has something sure. to say. Yeah, yeah. I just got, I said, it's a good point, And then you didn't dare uh, having me to sort of backpedal from that uh, towards what you say. But what I wanted to say is that I think the report actually showed very clever and interesting preparation in recent tournaments. Somehow... It's yeah. fallen a bit back from that this time. It hasn't really clicked clicked this time. I, I was actually expecting him to be better or differently prepared, and that I thought would sort of materialize into also helping his playing skills to make a lot of points. Somehow, it just haven't haven't worked in a way. Yeah, that's my impression. And he was still at fifty percent after no, eight games. Like he's he's such a mm -hmm. unique talent. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's yeah. been fun every day. Fair enough. Sure. Okay, so. Mm -hmm. No, no. We should course. go. We will see. But okay. Yeah, of course, Nepo is a big favorite, but we should go to the main. People are are waiting. I think. Yeah. No. What are people waiting for? The the Sutovsky Nielsen debate. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, they will have so to be patient. What's wrong, uh, no, ah, yeah, the segment. Yeah. Fix, <laughs> to fix uh, in Fide this week, Peter. So. I have some. I mean, like, I'm not too. Inter I was not too interested this week, but there's some something which I don't get, Peter. Uh, so uh, okay. I will. I will ask you. So you keep on on talking to Sutovsky on Twitter and asking for the deba debates. And I think you you rightly pointed out um, on Twitter and on a previous episode that uh, Sutovsky is an employee, so he's not elected, and so that's the regulation. Mm -hmm. Um, the regulation is very clear that three months uh, before uh, during the, the campaign time, uh, the employee shouldn't uh, should basically uh, shut up, which uh, obviously Sutovsky is not able to to achieve. And I think he should be. I mean, like if I would be uh, uh, in charge, he would be fired immediately because it's not normal. It's okay. not normal. And then on the other hand, so I think you have a great point there. But then uh, you just keep asking <laughs> uh, questions to him while he's not supposed to be able to talk. And uh, you keep uh, asking for looking for a debate uh, and so on. Like, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. Okay. Uh, first, well, I generally agree with what you say. Uh, I don't keep asking questions to him. I made some points about the Norilsky Nickel being there. Uh, without tagging him, and then he started replying to that. Then, of course, uh, well, 
I also have to live in the the real world, which is that uh, I mean, Sutovsky is uh, answering the questions on behalf of Fide during the electoral period. I don't know what exactly how to 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 do if I just uh, well, if he says something I think is wrong. Well, people will also think, I think I have to counter it with arguments. How else to, to, to deal with it? Um, to debate him uh, in public, I also see as problematic. But I don't think it's me who is making a mistake. Um, I even spoke with one of the other tickets about uh, if it was a problem for them, because I don't want uh, them to see me breaking the rules and say, no, it's clearly him who is breaking the rules, not me. I have the right to, to debate uh, and such. I would much rather debate with the Dvorkovic or anyone from uh, from their team, but they seem unwilling to do it. I, I understand the problematics, um, but, um, well, um, I think it's not a fault on, on, on my side. And, uh, I don't think well, you should, you should also continue this and just tell him every time he just tweets. I mean, okay, you are not able to tweet. I mean, like... At some point, we all should file a complaint. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. But uh, yeah. to the Electoral Commission... Yeah, I think we will I mean, obviously... At some point, you should, should... No, but it's clear. I mean, like, this uh, is, is clearly not doing... Uh, uh, it's clearly... It feels like cheating, actually. I mean, like, it's no, no less than cheating. Well, I mean, I like, it's clearly campaigning for uh, actively for uh, Dvorkovic while it's forbidden for him. So he should resign uh, from his <laughs> job or uh, stop that. I mean, that's as simple as that. Okay, to I mean, stop this campaigning here from Laurent jumping in as well, it's surprising <laughs> to me. Like for, for years, I don't know <laughs> yeah. how long it's been. Three, four years, every problem with Fide, Peter addresses at Sutovsky, and Sutovsky has been this long held debate with Peter about topics, mainly explaining things within Fide. And now all of a sudden, well, well Peter keeps also asking him and tagging him a lot. I can look it up. And now he's not supposed to defend himself yeah, but or I, react any longer. Like he's still an employed FIDE official. If there are problems within within FIDE, yeah. why shouldn't he answer? And why, if Peter has all these criticisms, shouldn't he answer? It's not necessarily campaigning. If Peter keeps addressing all these complaints at him, and then the man can defend himself and the work he's been doing. No, I don't. I don't get it. Okay, please, Peter. Well, let me answer it. Yes, that. Well. He was replying to something I said about Fide and Norilsk Nickel. It's him who is involving himself in in, in a debate. I'm not but Peter. The last three years, him. you've not been trying but to I, debate I, with Sutovsky whenever yeah, there was but, something that you found wrong in Fide. Well, the last three years, the last three years is different. This is not the electoral period. Fide has made well, actually, it's Sutovsky and his administration himself who's made very clear electoral rules that. Uh, There is this period where FIDE is run and they represent uh, this thing. But with three months to go, they all have to stay completely neutral because now we have an electoral period. That's the whole point. That is written into the FIDE charter. It specifies three months of an electoral period. There is very strict things that the employees not can do. They are not even allowed to use their own phones to talk with uh, Dvorkovic uh, without uh, sort of having only very technical things, for instance. I mean, they made the rules themselves. Then we ask him, could you actually follow yeah, the no, but I mean, exactly. Right. I mean, that, that, yeah, that is I not see your point. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Peter was tagging him for four years. I mean, it's, it's three months. Three months he has to, to stop because he's not elected. He's not running. This is a campaign time. So uh, it's not employee who should... Uh, I mean, uh, we are the but same. But a debate, uh, Peter versus Sutovsky, it doesn't have to be like Sutovsky speaking on behalf of the Dvorkovic campaign. No, he can address all these criticisms that have been thrown at him. 
forever. Cannot, I don't see cannot, why. He, he cannot talk. Thing. I mean, it's clear. It's pretty clear that he, when he's doing these four pages on Facebook, uh, mentioning only, according to him, five times uh, Dvorkovic, which is, I mean, like he doesn't understand it, but it's five times too many. I mean, this this text is is just. just I mean, it's just amazing, actually. Uh, like he has. It's it's like a guy who will adjust uh, the pieces. On your on your time, only five times a game, but uh, this is five times too many. I mean, this cannot uh, this cannot happen simply. No, so for these three months, I mean, three months is not like it's okay. not four years. No, fine, so I'm not sure <coughs> um, um, like, what the exact I mean, rules are, but let's go along. And then, but then Peter Peter won't get his debate. Like, isn't it great for him to have a debate? Like Dvorkovic will not debate. Peter, like Vichy, Vichy and Peter, I, I would, I would actually pay, I would, I would pay for that one. Uh, so have it, have it like, on demand. We, we yeah. get Vichy in, like uh, HBO or something. But let's face it, that's not going to happen. So <laughs> no debating for poor Peter. Probably not. <laughs> well, I was, I'm not saying no to it. I mean, well, I was had to make sure if uh, the others didn't see me as breaking the rules. But, no, uh, but and also the. The, my main problem is that um, Vokovic is not doing anything. I mean, like, he should say to his general director, I mean, please uh, stop that for three months. Uh, you, you you simply cannot do that. I mean, like, it really disturbed me. I mean, like, no. Yeah. Well, he has, uh, well, I think, for instance, writing, Dvorkovic shared this uh, absurdly long piece by, by Sutovsky where he praises the FIDE administration for the last. Uh, four years. Three and four years, and uh, he doesn't mention. I mean, the strong ties to Russian sponsors, for instance, and stuff like this. I mean, it's obviously a very biased thing. But Dvorkovic has actually written about this on his Facebook page that, well, these accusations that he's using people for campaigning. I I forgot the exact wording. uh, He's defending that it's not the case. They're just doing their their normal work, and uh, well, that I disagree with. uh, Depends on your definition of campaigning as well. That is to me, you're criticized for the work you're doing, like you. Well, sure, we can talk about uh, Bologan going with him to South America, right? They did exactly the same four years ago, and they called it uh, yeah. openly a campaign trip. But now we they do it four years later. They do the South same America? things. <laughs> I think Sutovsky was campaigning in other things uh, before the. I mean, uh, before the last elections. No, Sutovsky didn't go to there. He's more. I mean, uh, well, he's more writing things, uh, in my opinion. But I'm checking Twitter behalf, now here. Course, uh, you take him twice on one post. Yeah. At Emil Sotovsky. At Emil Sotovsky. No, you proud of yourself I mean, I, for having taken action against Kayakin. Why don't Fide take Peskov and Shoigu to no, the but Yeah, I mean, okay, Peter is campaigning. Mm-hmm. It's normal. I mean, he can do whatever he likes. Yeah, but I mean, then, the okay, so you can't answer. blame him if you keep tagging him that he answers. No, like, Peter wants an answer. I mean, no, I'm sorry, he was saying months, no transparency, no one's talking to me. Like, <laughs> he should just go out of well, Twitter or do something. I mean, like, if he doesn't like it, then he should, he should I, not answer. I think you're wrong, Jan, that my principal point of view that is that Sutovskis could not be the spokesperson of uh, Dvorkovic, but in reality he is. And that's why, well, I will never get any reply from Dvorkovic, but the only place to campaign is to speak with Sutovsky. Well, I think, uh, well, that's just how it is, unfortunately. So what do you, what, what do you want Sutovsky to and do, I have to not reply to you? Would you think that's proper behavior or to reply to you? Well, I want... Uh, well, for instance, well, again, you repair about this uh, Norris Nigel thing. I didn't uh, tag him 
initially. He started answering uh, on Fidesz's behalf to me, and then of course, well, he's, he the first thing he said I was misleading uh, yeah. by he saying that well, this Norris Nagel thing was only once. Then I put up five different uh, pictures or maybe four. And I tell him that his timeline doesn't work out at all. He's still wearing it in, uh, in week sort of game number six. And he doesn't reply to that. When he actually goes in without being tacked and yeah. tell people that I'm misleading, then I have every right to point out. No, 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 I mean, I'm not I, saying you don't have I the right. I'm right. saying what do you want him to do? Yeah. To reply to you or yeah. not reply to you? Well, of course. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the point is, well, I don't want him to get walled in the first stage. But when he actually takes on his role to say that I'm misleading... Well, then I am forced to do it. But of course, I would want him to stay completely out of this for three months, yeah. as the rules state. No, that but I, I mean, actually, so you're setting it right every time you're tagging him, you're setting him the trap okay, that come he on, breaks come the rules. On, yeah. No, 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 come on, come on. This no. isn't normal. Yeah, this is no. completely, un, completely no, no, unreasonable, no, no, yeah, what yeah, you're yeah, saying. I agree. I mean, then you're leaving me in a catch-22 no, situation. I mean, like, he, he can, he can I mean, campaign. I mean, like, and then Sutovsky is coming and saying that one of the candidates is misleading. I mean, come on, just if you want to run for the office, yeah. just please uh, make a ticket, uh, Sutovsky and yeah. uh, I don't know, whoever. He want, or be, be well, instead of uh, Vichy with Vorkovic. But he's not running, so he should, he should stay. I mean, he should no, keep no, I, for, for himself. I That's get how it works. My principal point of view is clear. Sutovsky, Bologan and Dana should, according to rules, stay yeah, completely out it. of election. They but they don't. And that's why I have to A point out that they're not allowed to do it, but B, I also have to counter their but arguments. But it's, it's even the case for Fide Ethics no Commissions, no? Oh, I think it's a thing thing for the Fide Electoral I mean, like, Rules and, Commission. Uh, and, and uh, actually, I mean, uh, like, if people are traveling, then it's difficult to, to prove, but what uh, Sutovsky is writing on Twitter, I mean, it's clearly attacking Peter, who is a candidate, so it doesn't stay... So, for, so when he's saying, like, Peter is misleading... I'm I'm really sorry to to defend so much. I mean to be so much on on Peter's side, but for for a change, yeah. he's right. So let's <laughs> let's give him that. <laughs> when he <laughs> says that Peter is misleading, I mean he's saying that a candidate is misleading. So he's clearly campaigning against uh, that candidate. I mean, like even even if you, well, if he may argue that he's not campaigning for Dvorkovic, he's campaigning against uh, Peter, which is just no. wrong. Well, you could argue if he pointed that out about everybody, yeah. but uh, he has never pointed so out. So even that if Sutovsky is two hundred percent height, which is not the case, he doesn't have the height to do it. So this is not even the. the you you don't have to check what Sutovsky is saying. He just can't say it. So I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, uh, I'm 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 very annoyed, actually. <laughs> I'm very surprised with this. Brand. I'm also very <laughs> surprised, but I'm 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 done. I just yeah. Not saying I agree with anything Sutovsky yeah, says. Shot. It's it's not so much about the issues, just from a human perspective, even before Peter was a candidate or campaigning or whatever, like you have addressed all your complaints at him for three years and you you still do. Like it doesn't matter who yeah, yeah. tax whom first. Um, we could look for examples. And now you're saying for, he's for, breaking uh, all the rules y- by replying that. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. No, well, I mean... That. You are not following me well enough. You are not following me well enough on Twitter. I have been pointing out for years that he should stop yeah. using his uh, private uh, social medias that for, yeah. I mean, uh, sort of pra- praising the federations and such. No, I mean, well, if you are not willing to spend uh, your whole life checking all my tweets, uh, and I think that's fair okay. enough. Checking then, your then tweets, I think, uh, well, I have actually, dear at Emil Sutovsky, <laughs> you have written a very long post praising Dvorkovic <laughs> and how proud you are of your team. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, like. So he uh, shouldn't reply. I mean, no, but also, but again, I mean, like the status of Peter. Well, he should. He, he should. He shouldn't. Yeah, buy no, it. I mean, and the status point. of Peter also has changed. I mean, he was uh, endorsed by some federation. I mean, we may. Uh, <laughs> no, no, Peter has every right I mean, to campaign. I'm just yeah, wondering. I mean, what, like um, he was endorsed. He he's following yeah. the rules. He's a candidate now, so. Actually, even if Peter wouldn't be a but candidate, also, I don't think uh, Sutovsky wouldn't ha uh, would have the right to 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 answer him, even if it would be no. more um, no. more uh, I mean more debatable. But, also, but well, uh, here, I mean, it's clear that he cannot answer at all. Yeah, but Jan, what do you want me to do? Sutovsky writes an extremely long piece, in reality praising uh, the last uh, four years of the Dvorkovich administration. Well, I mean. How am I supposed to? I think there is a ton of uh, factual things wrong, or more importantly, it's extremely biased in a positive direction, very much downplaying the ties to Russia. I mean, well, I am basically it's a catch twenty two because I can complain and say, well, which I did many times, saying, well, this is against the rules, and no one does anything. So, no, well, I, what else to do, right? I, mean, I, I can understand just, your yeah. position. I'm just. Yeah, what I what I don't understand mm -hmm. is you, you want to debate I, 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 with somebody, and in practice, yeah, Dvorkovich, mm -hmm. you're yeah. not getting an answer. Vichy, you're well, not getting an answer. I, so should we blame Sutovsky for I actually understand. defending whatever his yes. position is? Or no, I think we should blame. I think we should blame Dvorkovich. He's but the one who's not responsible. Dvorkovich's job to debate. No, it's his right not, not to. It's not his right not to. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it, yes, but his, his, it's his uh, job to tell uh, the Sutovsky of course. not to of course. do it like this. And what and what they do in reality is that they make Sutovsky um, yeah. yeah. his spokesperson, while Dvorkovich gets to look That's more cool. stylish and such. And that is obviously yeah. unacceptable. They are trying to create the situation where Dvorkovich cannot be asked tough questions on Russia and his past, and Sutovsky does it instead. And that, of, of course, course. If, 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 there's no doubt about that. On the Sutovsky debate, I want to say that It's not a given it'll happen. Well, he made a post that I, I said no to, to one date, which is true. Since then, I have suggested as many as six different dates, and he said no to, to all of them. So um, I don't know what's going to happen with that. And also, I don't think a, corner, uh, the, a debate between Sutovsky and uh, me is a sort of a cornerstone of uh, neither our campaign nor the sort of democratic okay, situation. I guess, I guess we have to move on. I will just repeat the same point. Like, <laughs> so I you want to debate Sutovsky, but yeah, you don't so want him to break the rules by debating you. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. We, I yeah. think we are not that far off each other. We're just trying to create content. Let's go to Nigel Short. Um, who who want to go on the British Virgin Are they still Islands? called the British Virgin Islands or the islands after Nigel was there? That's the joke that... Yeah. Uh, US Virgin Islands, man. I'm sorry. And let's move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, no, but uh, Nigel Schott, uh, quite surprisingly, stepped down as FIDE vice president. And uh, after, I think, a ruling in the Ethics Commission and then uh, an appeal uh, upholding and even making the, the sort of uh, punishment harsher, right? I think he is sanctioned by three months of not being able to work on the FIDE official, which effectively ends his time as, uh, as FIDE vice president. And... Um, Well, Nigel has been quite vocal criticizing the situations there and uh, especially stating that it's a fake federation that doesn't have any sort of real members, as far as I understand, while and uh, many of them is living in, in, in the stage. I mean, he's even been posting uh, sort of the that the, the, the current delegate of the U.S. Virgin Islands, uh, sorry for my slip before, um, is actually not living there but she's uh, living more time in the in the states and so she's i think he published uh, on twitter 
her right to vote in the States, for instance. So Nigel has been digging some, some stuff there. I think one of his main points is also that FIDE has given them $5,000 for a tournament uh, where these sort of games are, in his opinion, obviously fake and that the receipts uh, are not uh, sufficient and such. So he's going the hard way there. There seems to be an, a lot of tension there, which uh, I don't know the details of. Uh, I don't also. know either. Like, in general... This is just my personal opinion, but I think Nigel is usually right on the topics. Like when he judges um, this this tournament didn't happen mm -hmm. or there's something off there. More often than not, I find myself agree with him, like with his, uh, yeah, <clears throat> travel schedule and antics and campaigning and so on. You could actually make have counter arguments, but I trust him. No, I will make a confe fe confession that that has always been the case with me that... From a factual standpoint, and I yeah, that's, very that's my feeling without knowing anything about it. But yeah, I can see mm -hmm. he's very mm -hmm. outspoken about it. Then I think the sentence he got was suspended, and he like would have let it slide or would have taken effect later or whatever. But he felt I think he's making a principal stand on what, what you could argue is a bit of a minor issue mm -hmm. in the great sense of things. But he feels mistreated there that he pointed out something that was wrong yeah. and yeah got punished for it. Mm -hmm. So he's stepping down. I'm not sure. Maybe Peter knows more there if it is connected with any broader topics or Nigel's stance on the war or anything like that. To me, it just felt like he felt, yeah, mystery there. And mm -hmm. he's a proud guy. <laughs> I think, as far as I know, he has not been very happy with the situation in, in FIDE uh, and such. And his own position there has been sort of uh, falling. But that's maybe more gossip and rumors and speculations. So maybe let's not go in, in, in that direction in a serious podcast. Yeah, like this. Everything we say here is fact-checked. <laughs> All right, yeah. Other than that, I don't know if there's a political play. But it to me, it just looked like he was annoyed about the way this was treated. He feel, feels he's right there. Yeah. It, I, I kind of uh, agree, but as I, as I said, that from a factual point of view, Nigel is by far the one who is documenting it uh, uh, well, and he's also putting out his arguments in the open, while uh, some of the others is not. But I'm not into details of the full uh, ethics commission. Uh, if you are not into details, I mean, it's long and <laughs> Yeah, I know. No, of course, I have read parts of it and such, but also, well... There is limited time to, to campaign. I actually read the whole thing. Like, so. I'm preparing hard for these podcasts. Really? I was curious about it. But it's so hard oh. without any knowledge of the facts no. to tell who's the official yeah. federation, no, who's the other federation, who's, who's in the wrong there, where did Nigel go, yeah. where should he have gone. It was a bit hard to understand <laughs> all of it. But my gut feeling, this is just my gut feeling, is that he's I probably right on the on the issue, on the structure there. I have spoken with both the actual delegate and uh, the sort of uh, the competing federation and such, but uh, it's a very complicated uh, local fight going on for, for, for a long time and such. It's, uh, it's difficult, uh, no doubt. Uh, so, and such. Um, yeah. m moving on. Vokovic. Yeah. Website, interview. He has a website, right? He does have a website, indeed. He 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 launched a, a website uh, as the first of the four candidates, uh, surprisingly, uh, at this late stage. Um, I think within the last week, uh, and he also gave an interview. So uh, I can see you guys are just sitting there very quietly. So probably you're expecting me to yeah, get my point of view on that, exactly. Right? Um, and uh, well, it's clear that uh, my interpretation of the situation is that well, Dvorkovic is again being very soft-spoken. 
and he's heavily downplaying his uh, Russian ties, right? I mean, he's giving his uh, whole career and, uh, well, that's mentioning his education, that he has been doing this and that. And then the end, you say that he has been, for 18 years, he's been a civil servant in the Russian government in various positions. I mean, uh, well, I made the joke on Twitter that will be like Vichy saying that he's won five minor tournaments and not mention their world championships. I mean, he held... Uh, the deputy prime minister for for six years. I mean, that's an incredibly powerful position um, uh, and such. The same, they are giving away which countries have supported them. They're having a list with pictures on their flags, uh, but they are missing Russia, which uh, the Russian Chess Federation has on numerous occasions said that they're supporting uh, Dvorkovich and such. So it's obvious to me that he's very, very much downplaying his uh, his Russian uh, sort of uh, past and uh, presence, uh, present, in, in my opinion. And that seems to be their strategy. Also, as you said, that, uh, well, they will avoid debates. And also, if you look at the interview that was given this week, it's also, well, very sort of friendly and understanding in many ways and uncontroversial and not asking the, the hard questions that, for instance, Sutovsky promised he yeah. would ask. And you no, guys no, are just I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm gonna, you, you mentioned <laughs> something about Russia. So Russia uh, is not going to play Olympiad, but the Russian delegate is going to vote. Yeah, they have nominated Mikhail Kobalia as their representative on the wow. Congress, yes. Okay. No, I, I read the interview, and in general, my conflict, not just with Dvorkovich, but in general, that I haven't quite resolved for myself, obviously, and I don't think there's any disagreement here, or frankly, anywhere, we should strongly, mm -hmm. strongly condemn the war, the Russian attack on Ukraine, And my personal politics is that I'm very unhappy with my German and also the French government for not being more supportive for you. Yeah, talking a lot about sending weapons and support, but in my opinion, not doing enough. And also the message of them showing up there wearing ties that we don't say in public that the Ukraine should win this war, our politicians do. I'm, I'm against all that and I'm for all the support against that Ukraine can death. That's just my personal politics, just to be clear, because sometimes, yeah, <clears throat> when I, I play the side of, yeah, defending the FIDE administration against Peter here has nothing to do with my views on that, where I'm, no. Yeah, 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 no, I just want to get that. out of the way, because mm -hmm. I think it's important, Fair where enough. I'm still struggling, like, my personal opinion, once again, and I don't know Dvorkovic very well, I think he's a capable guy i think the things he's organized to from what i've seen they've gone well i think he's been good for fide and what i always struggle to yeah differentiate in my head is how much do we hold him being russian and obviously his ties to the russian government in the past i don't know how strong they are in the present against him both in the context of fide if we think which i think overall that he's been He's been a good leader. And if that's morally wrong to have yeah, people involved with Russian sponsors, Russian government in the past in positions that I think when one could debate that, I'm sure Peter sees it differently, could still be beneficial for world chess. And I don't have a very clear answer. I read the interview. Of course, he has to dance the line. He can't be very openly anti Russia and against anti-war, and Peter will say that's exactly the problem. He has to please both sides. I, I don't know. I keep thinking about it. I don't have a very strong 
answer or position. I very much agree with you that this is a very relevant debate. Um, well, for instance, uh, I think one of the headlines of the interview is that uh, he was pressurized for two sides. Well, that's actually against uh, the FIDE regulations, I think. A president of FIDE doesn't have two sides. He has one side, and that's chess. And that's, of course, some of the things we think has to change, that uh, a FIDE president cannot have uh, two, two considerations. He can only have one, and that's the one for chess. Well, I get your point. Well, also um, that, well... No, of course, Dvorkovic has done some good things. I also think he's done some bad things, but let's leave that aside. But I also think that in 2018, it was a reasonable discussion. Could we have someone who is portraying himself as a moderate uh, Russian politician, who is trying to drag Russia towards the West as our leader? I mean, that was how your own government and many other governments saw it at the time and such. These things have unfortunately changed, because right now we, we see that this strategy has completely failed uh, and... Um, and such. Also, will we try to portray Dvorkovich as a moderate, or especially that's what uh, Fide would do on himself? But it's lack of knowledge. I mean, if you actually, I mean, one big problematic is that uh, in English uh, you will see very moderate and uh, pro-Western statements from uh, Dvorkovich. While if you go back and look at things in, in Russian, they are very harsh. I mean, you can see things about Ukraine in 2015, where he will say that, uh, well, the U.S. is making fake satellite things, that uh, the Crimea was not annexed, that it was actually, you know, done there by, because of um, a vote. You can say that uh, there's no Russian troops in, uh, in Ukraine. It's all separatists who wants to fight for the freedom and such. I mean, he's has been very much supportive of these kind of myths that has led to this complete tragedy. So, in my opinion, it's morally wrong. But um, I think the relevant discussion is, is it good for chess? And, uh, well, I don't think it's good for chess having a, a leader with that past. I think it uh, will lead to less sponsorship, and that, uh, for instance, and such. And, uh, well, I think also it will lead us stuck in a world where chess is very much dominated by political interest, and I think it's very important to be completely free of political interest. I would like to jump in, actually. Oh. Can I? Wow. Uh, I actually agree with, with Jan, and I'm, I'm thinking about it. And the more uh, I think about Vokovic, the less uh, I'm, I'm impressed because he's doing... He doesn't want to debate, first of all. Then he's making this interview where it's clear that you're right, Peter. I mean, there is no harsh question. So <laughs> basically, he's choosing his journalist, which I don't like. All these trips, Sutovsky on Twitter. I mean, the, the whole picture, when you look at it... I mean, it looks like he's using um, method of another uh, uh, century of another world. Let's say it's not. There's no. <laughs> I will please Peter here, but there's no transparency, which uh, I don't like. And it's true that he organized a lot of uh, tournaments in uh, in Russia with Russian money, and it's clear that. Uh, well, we, we cannot. I mean, there's no way uh, the Russian money will be used in uh, in. Uh, in the, uh, the future, I mean, like, at least, let's, let's say, the, the for next year. So maybe it's just useless, actually, uh, even for chess. I mean, I don't see what what is he bringing. I mean, here the sponsor is chess.com, but uh, on uh, for the candidates uh, or the, the Scheinberg family, I mean, like, but anyone, I mean, even Peter would manage that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Peter, but I mean, any, anyone w would manage to, to get chess.com as a sponsor. I mean, because they are very interested in chess, simply. And it's their uh, it's, uh, it's job, yeah, to pay for that. No, I think other things aside, that's also the question I've been asking myself 
Um, and I don't have a clear answer. Let's say the team Baris Polis Nielsen wins the election. Is that better for chess? Do they have a better chance to bring in sponsors than I don't the think it can be team? actually. And I I yeah. do not know. I'm yeah, I do not know, but it cannot be. Well, cannot I be, would argue I, that I don't don't think it can, it can be worse actually. Yeah. Well, also let's just answer this one. I mean, Fides says that the sponsorships for all the upcoming events are there. So we will have the same sponsors as they do now. The question is, who has the best chances of getting new sponsors in a situ well with the current situation? I think uh, Baris Polis has better chances than Vokovic. I don't know. Obviously, uh, uh, that's my opinion. You would have also. that opinion. Yep. I don't have a clear one. Like I, uh, that's <laughs> my job. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see Dvorkovic mm -hmm. as as negatively and blaming him for not for mm -hmm. not debating, but then also blaming him for campaigning like. Uh, um, yeah, I think he's been doing a responsible job on the things. Of course, he is Russian and does have the past. I don't want to campaign for him. Just my personal view on him hasn't been that negative, And it's more mm -hmm. this broader moral question, which to me is not only about Fides or not my battle. But do you work with Russians? And where is it wrong? And yeah, like how strong a stance do you want people to take? Like where the line often very gets very blurry for me, that's why. Yeah, I don't give strong statements there. I think that Jan is speaking the opinion of many in the chess world, that uh, generally, well, that he's been a, a decently popular president, which, of course, uh, is not that uh, difficult, perhaps, compared to the previous one, uh, at least in his, his later year of his, his rule and such. But also, well, I mean, uh, I think amount more than, I don't know if, which percentage it is now, but like let's say 90% of Dvorkovic's time has been a time where we had uh, direct access to a bunch of Russian money. That is going to stop now. So the relevant thing is to talk about what's going to happen in the future. No, not for how sure. Has That's been the, the question past. I said. Does the current team yeah. have better chances yeah. to, mm -hmm. or in connections to secure sponsorship or let's yeah. say your team or Kuat? And, uh, Maybe it's for sure. And, uh, yeah, and of course, it's up to our job to sort of make it, uh, well, to convince not just the public, but also the delegates that, yes, uh, we are capable of doing that. And that, of course, also is why we are looking for very credible uh, sort of uh, uh, sort of financial advice. No, it's also, of course, not just about sponsorship, that's, that's but running of, events, like moving them at short yeah. notice and so on. Like, I, well, I do think there's stuff to do in Philip. Well, I understand. Anyway, um, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm, Laurent has a date, so we have to... <laughs> we have to get yeah, going. No, I, have, I have to go. Yeah, I have to go. Do uh, we have I had to go like some, ten minutes ago? But ah, okay. <laughs> some fun Twitter questions. Which one do you want? Oof. We do, we do. Oof, I don't know. Mm -hmm. We talked about that. Uh, when the movie is made about the chicken chess club, as it certainly will be, which actor would you want to play you? And who I will play Anish Giri? For I mean, me it's tough. Like maybe Ryan Gosling can do it when he's done with <laughs> playing Ken. Barbie, younger Brad Pitt, I could see. Me, yeah, of course, Warby. I will, I will, I will. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mathieu Gaillard for. I, I will, <laughs> I, I will give credit to my to my reputation. Of course, name a French actor. Of course, uh, Mathieu Kasovitz, Ro Romain Duris, which you don't uh, know, but guy. you will have to to Google him. Uh, so Romain Duris will play my 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 role, of yeah, course. I, Peter. I, I'm struggling to find out which character from Moneyball I want to include, but uh, it's going to be from there, obviously. The Jonah Hill uh, yeah. character from Moneyball, <laughs> I that's don't who know. you want? 
Isn't he Peter Brand? Oh, no. Uh, Jonah Hill is the, the nerdy guy in the office who discovers it first. Yeah. Ah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, no, I, I don't know. I haven't thought much about uh, movies. Um, yeah, I have to admit that the most movies I see is for, for kids. What are you right watching? Now, so you seen Encanto? Encanto is great. No, actually, I see Danish. Actually, yeah, no, I, I see a lot of... The, it's called Checkered Ninja. It's a sort of a, a ninja doll who goes to Thailand and fights the evil there. You wouldn't like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you should see it. Unfortunately, it's... Ah, but your kids uh, uh, understand Norwegian. Of course, you have to see Ch- Tan right. Ninja. We're on yeah, it. Yeah. You see? You learn something Finally on this, useful on this information. episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it took a while. <laughs> Anyway, some other questions. Um, no. Okay, no, no. These are the actually questions we, we should do. Uh, I think uh, today, today's recording really is the birthday of uh, of yeah. Anish Gay. It's Anish's birthday at the time of recording. Happy, yeah. happy twenty eighth wow. birthday. He's twenty eight. You even know. Shall his, we? Uh, so of course, he's born in ninety four. No. Shall we name him I Chicken of the Week? Not nominate him as his birthday. No, I, I will not do it. I will, that. I will, I will do, do it. That. I will do it. I don't have any chickens, and it's uh, <laughs> okay. chicken by okay. default, as oh. we already agreed. So, Anish, you're still, you're still, uh, you are becoming a, a old chicken. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I will nominate Emil Sutovsky for <laughs> chickening out of that. debating you, which he is not supposed to do because it's against the rules. That exactly. No, my point is that when you suggest six dates and he says no to all of them, if he was an actual date, I think at this, this point oh, I would my, probably get the hint and stop this pursuing. This is not more in my life. Maybe I'm Luang has more experience. Six dates and yeah. <laughs> to say no to all of them. Then you say no. uh, and then I think the, they don't want to see me. And then you then you give Ah, okay. Yeah, that, that can happen. Jan? Chicken. No, it's, we can do <laughs> the Anish honorary. In the candidates, there hasn't been a lot of chicken honors, like Rajabov had his moments no. for chickenness, but nothing special. Rapport has been, he's broken all the rules like of the chicken chess club. That was so upsetting <laughs> when he didn't repeat moves. You're worse, you're down an hour, and you don't repeat moves like a normal person, like a normal chicken. That was so upsetting to me. Yeah. I take back the normal person, like we command his fighting spirit. But yeah. for, for chicken, that was very painful to watch. Yeah, that was... As a chicken, it's sad, but it does exemplify that when there's enough of steak, they start acting like real sports person and doesn't care too much about rating and such. Yeah, yeah no, and cool he did play for first and he really yeah. wanted to win. So it's yeah. impressive, but it was yeah. heartbreaking yeah. Mm-hmm. for a chicken. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Two little chickens. Anyway. Should we end on that sad note? Or someone has a final remark? Can that sumos. Soon as almost, indeed. Bye, bye. Bye. Bye bye.